everyone. My name is Jenna Grace May. I'm an artist, worship leader, songwriter, and wife. You can find out more about me on my website, jennagracemay.com. Welcome to another week of the podcast. I have loved hearing your feedback. I love that you guys are listening. I love being able to connect with you in this way. So I am super excited to share with you um, just a story that has meant a lot to me and has changed my life. And we're actually going to also talk about the wilderness season. So if you're in a wilderness season right now, um, I just want to talk about the purpose in it. And if you've gone through one, you can see the purpose in it. Hopefully, if not, then maybe we can find that for you. Um, and there's wilderness seasons ahead. So it's just the way life is, you know, God's always teaching us and he's, he's like drawing us into a secret place for a while. He's teaching us things or things are just really hard on our, on our, our lives from things that we can't control from like, you know, other people affecting us. And God always is with us. You know, his spirit is always with us during these every day, but even during these times when maybe we can't feel him and he's always teaching us something. So I want to talk about that. Okay. So my wilderness season, um, I have a, I have like a couple that I could talk about, but t- today I'm going to talk about just when I worked at this um, camp that I absolutely loved working at. So it's really weird to talk about something I loved as a wilderness season, but um, really the, the years that I was there were so, they formed me in this beautiful way that I actually... I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing today if I hadn't been formed in the secret place in the wilderness. And I was literally in the wilderness um, at this camp. I was in, uh, you know, this camp had like rock climbing and tubing and horseback riding. And it was so fun. I love the outdoors. I grew up in Colorado. So like I spent all my time as a kid outside climbing rocks and chasing horses down horse trails that other people were riding because I really wanted a horse. And so I would just like go sneak carrots to like the other people's horses at the stables that was by my house. And um, anyways, I eventually did get a horse, so don't feel sorry for me. And actually, well, you can feel sorry for me because now I don't have a horse anymore. <laughs> I really miss him. So um, anyways, that was just a side tangent. If you love horses, then we can connect on that. But um, so... I grew up loving the outdoors, so I, I went to work at this camp, and um, while I was there, I was just ministering to these kids, small groups, like sitting by rivers in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere, ministering. So I had dreamed, you know, of doing these big things in my life with music and ministry, but always wanted to do like missions and ministry, like because Jesus had changed my life so much, it could never be just about music, ever. It had to be about the transformation of, of people's hearts and their lives and the gospel that brings people from death to life and that we can all spend eternity together in heaven. Like it's about the great story, the greatest story ever told. That's, I am so passionate about the love of God impacting other people's lives in a way that changes them forever. I'm just, that's my, that's my heart. I love you guys and I love Jesus music is the gift that God had give, has given me to use to open doors for me so that I can come talk about Jesus with you or I can sing about Jesus over you, you know? So I had these big dreams, just what we were talking about. And I'm sitting in these woods with these kids and I, you know, I don't have my cell phone. I don't even think I had an iPhone back then. And, you know, there's no, I didn't have Instagram. I didn't, I think I had Facebook eventually, but like, you know, I just, it wasn't like it is today where you're, you're like posting every oh look I prayed for this person here's a picture of me praying for them which is super weird but like uh you know like there was no like look look what I'm doing it was literally super hidden and I'm telling you you guys that is such a gift do things in the hidden place do things and don't post about it that's a challenge here's my challenge for you this week do something good and don't post about it and if you're not a poster 
person, like you don't post, um, find a way to, to take on that challenge in a different way. Um, and I, I just think that like, you know, the goal is just to like be Jesus to other people. And so, um, I'm working at this camp. I'm in these woods with these kids. And at the same time, like, I don't know why God has given me such a big dream and I'm sitting here in the middle of nowhere and also I'm terrified to sing in front of people let's mention that too I was so scared to sing in front of people so during this these years I was actually at this camp for 10 years and during this time I learned to lead worship I learned to not be afraid to sing in front of people I learned to minister to um, men and women and, and girls and boys of all ages I learned to lead a horseback riding program and direct a program plan a program um and train people train staff I learned a lot about leadership I learned a lot about the Christian family like dynamics like I got to live in homes of um just extremely strong men and women I grew up in a beautiful Christian family but our dynamics were um a little different being a football coach family which I don't know if I mentioned that my dad was a football coach there's just a lot of tension a lot of ups and downs that's a whole other story. I have lots of stories, so we'll just podcast until I'm done with them. But anyways, um, I, I got to like be in these like families of ministers and like seeing the way they love each other and seeing, um, just these, this, just this whole nother family dynamic that I'd never seen before. So like during this 10 years of this wilderness season, as I called it, God was transforming my heart and there was so much healing that happened. I, I, my brokenness was like being mended day after day. Like I could feel the hands of Jesus just kind of pushing all my broken pieces back together and, and binding up my broken heart as the Bible says. And I love that verse because I've experienced it in my life. And also I, um, I just learned to be more confident. I learned to, um, I learned that I was good at some things. I had some good things spoken over myself. Like, Hey, you're a connector. You connect with people when you lead worship. That was one of the most life-changing things. Um, one of my dear friends, Jennifer, told me that I didn't know about myself because when you're in community with people, they can call out those good things in you um, that you can't see in yourself, especially when you're an insecure person. You're not probably not going to see anything good. And I was very insecure. And so she would call out these things in me, and then I would start to like walk in them. It was, it was beautiful. And so during this 10 years, God transformed my heart, and he changed me. And although I, there was, it was actually very hard. There was a lot of hard things. I missed my family so much. I missed out on a lot of stuff that was going on back home. Cause I was, I was there at this camp. I missed years with them. Um, I, I don't know. I, I denied a lot of things to myself that were like, um, like, I mean, I was living, raising support and it was just, it was a different kind of life. And, um, I was also just trying to navigate college and school and there was just a lot going on. And, um, at the same time, God is just like healing my heart. It was very, very, um, important to my story. Like God definitely planned it for me to be there. But I also want to talk about how sometimes we can prolong our wilderness season. And this one hits really close to home for multiple reasons. But for one is because like, I believe that God had actually been calling me out of ministering at that camp into the next season of my life for maybe the last two to three years that I was there. And when you prolong your wilderness season, you're actually beginning to live in disobedience. So 
you're calling it a wilderness, but you're actually living in disobedience. So don't make that mistake. Um, if you feel like maybe you're not learning anything anymore and maybe like things aren't kind of flowing like they were, or you're not like seeing God work and maybe you feel kind of like angsty and kind of like bitter and kind of like where you're getting bitter towards where you're at. Maybe you're living in disobedience and maybe God has told you to step into the next season to make that change or that move or break off that relationship or something. I You need to pray about that because there is a discernment that God gives us and we need to listen to his voice because we can actually become very comfortable in the wilderness circling around and around and around when God has said, hey, I actually opened that door to the promised land three years ago and you're just living in disobedience right now. And I know that's a hard thing to hear, but, and I know that it's scary. I think one reason I didn't take that step is because I was afraid. I had to face some things. I had to have some Esther moments, you know, going to the king. I had to do some things that were very scary. And this is the more stories for another podcast. I'm just going to kind of glaze over this right now. But because I was scared, I let my fear have power over me instead of the authority that Jesus has given me and allowing him to give me the strength, give me the courage and to walk into things with faith, knowing that he already has the outcome in his hand. You know what I mean? And so eventually I actually had to have people speak these words over me. This guy literally told me that I was like Esther and this other girl from another place told me that I was like Esther. So I was like, okay, God, I've got to face some very scary things. And I did. And when I did, he released me. Well, I almost like, you know, I stepped into what it was already open for me into the next season. And I was able to take all the things I learned from the wilderness into the next season with me. And so I just want to tell you right now to look at your season and ask yourself, am I in wilderness or am I in disobedience? And I need you to just take some time and pray about that because I can't, I can't tell you that the answer to that on a podcast and and God, God's probably already told you that answer. Um, usually we already know. We just have to kind of face it, you know. And if you're still in the wilderness, um, I just want to encourage you to steward that season. You know, humble yourself in that season. Uh, wilderness seasons are very humbling. And um, because God is usually stripping away, you know. He's refi- He's the refiner. And I love that about him. He doesn't leave us the way that he found us when we first accepted Jesus into our hearts. You know, he doesn't be like, okay, you're done. You can just be like miserable for the rest of your life, but you're in. You know what I mean? He's the He's the God that brings beauty from ashes, the oil of gladness from mourning, a garment of praise. He transforms us. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. That is our God. And that is why I'm so passionate about ministering because I have seen him do that in my life. And I believe that he is doing that and can do that and will do that for your life. So I just want to encourage you to press into him and his word and and just be immersed in his love for you. If you, if you are in a wilderness season, I just pray that you can feel God's love for you in this season. Um, and that it is his love that will sustain you. So we've talked about the wilderness season and I kind of want to talk about the promise because after the wilderness season, we enter into the promised land and, um, most people have, you know, hopes and dreams and things that they believe God has created them to do. 
hopefully you have some of those things. And I certainly do have hopes and dreams and things that I have envisioned for myself and that God has put in my heart and as far as ministry and music goes. And so when I was in this wilderness season and as I was walking through, um, through it, there was so many, there was a few opportunities to take shortcuts. And a lot of those were like opportunities and things. And, um, I want to go back to the story of Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac. And God promised Isaac to Abraham, but Sarah said, marry Hagar, and let's go ahead and get this son. And so, um, he did so, you know, the story Ishmael's born. And then eventually Sarah has Isaac. And this shortcut that they took was not God's plan. And you know how all of that kind of panned out. And I just want to encourage you, do not take shortcuts. There's going to be so much temptation. For me, there was opportunities that came along that they were like, hey, work here, stay here. And it seemed right. It was an easy way. I could go ahead and get established and settled. But there was still like God was leading me this other way. And you have to use that discernment. Discernment is key. And there are no shortcuts. And a lot of the times, like you want to try to do it in your own strength. You think, well, I I can, I can go ahead and do this. And, and one of the the greatest lessons that I've learned in listening and trusting God and, and holding back from taking shortcuts is this. If you do it yourself, you have to maintain it. If you get yourself where you want to be, you have to maintain it in your strength. If God does it, God maintains it. You know what I mean? If God gets you there, God's going to keep you there. And wouldn't you much rather have God keeping you there than you trying to strive in, in your own strength to keep you there? Or if you're in a wilderness season or if you're in a season of disobedience and you're trying to keep yourself there and trying to keep things going, you're going you're gonna to feel that striving. You're going to feel that disrest and that uncertainty. You're going to feel a lot of things that you're not supposed to be feeling right now, especially if you're living in dis- disobedience. But when you're living in God's way like if you're walking and you're listening to his voice and you're taking steps as he says he will sustain you and he will maintain the place that he where he has you he will he will keep you there i'm just like do not take shortcuts that's all the whole point is like do not take shortcuts. You need to steward the wilderness properly. You need to steward the season that you are in. He is doing things in you that you will be using for the rest of your life. And also, it's not just like it's for your good, but I love the verse for freedom Christ has set us free because God, he's setting you free. He's setting you free from bondage. He's setting you free from sin. And it's like this continual cycle. He's always renewing us over and over again, but not just for ourselves. He is setting us free so that the people around us can also be set free. It's by our freedom that we will help set other people free. So it's not just about, it's not just for you and it's not even about you, but it's not for just you. It's for the people around you too. So, I mean, even me, like I I got married to my sweet David. I love him so much. I always call him sweet David. I got married to him And we were pursuing this, well, now he had joined into my dream and we were pursuing this dream together. And, um, along the way, like there were some job opportunities for us and we believed that we were supposed to move here where we live now in Franklin, Tennessee. And along the way, we've been offered, um, a job, uh, as worship leaders at at one church. And it's just like, man, I mean, they were, they would like, you know, really talking up the job. They're talking us up and, you know, making you feel good. You know how that goes. I just, I am, I get these like 
big checks in my gut from the Holy Spirit. And I've learned to listen to him because I've learned from my mistakes when I didn't listen to him. And so I would go back after these, like, these pastors have been talking to us and I'd tell David, I'd be like, David, it's just not right. And they, you know, they'd throw out big numbers for salaries, all these things. And me and David have been living on like the, the starving musician, you know, salary for a while. So like when they would throw out those numbers and stuff, like that was hard, but I've learned to discern. And also I've learned that the promise is so much better than these temporary, so somewhat like we could think this could fulfill me. And I just, I've learned that that's not, there's probably more problems there than, than you even can see, you know? And so I would tell David, I'd be like, no, David, this isn't right. Like, I know it looks great, but we've got to believe God for the promise, like that he's planted the seed that he's planted in us. We don't want to, we don't want to give birth to an Ishmael. I didn't say those words. (laughs) That would have been really out of context, but in context of what we're talking about, like, I didn't want to give birth to an Ishmael. I wanted to give birth to the promise that God had given me. And, um, so we turned that one down. You guys, another church. I mean, it was like very close time. Another church we had been ministering in, traveling to, going back and forth to, they offered us a job. And man, it was really hard to turn them down um, because you build relationships with these people. And uh, But it was just like we had actually just moved to Nashville. So any other timing... I don't know what we would have done, but we believe that we were supposed to be here. And so I'm very grateful that God set that up to where we um, had a very clear, clear direction from God that this is where we we're supposed to be. And so we turned that job down. And um, and here we are here in um, living in this in this promise um, and also waiting for the promise, you know, we're still in this, um, season of stepping and God is the lamp to our feet, you know, like every step that we take, he's just lighting just that next step. And because I learned so much from the wilderness seasons in the past, because God had trained me to hear his voice in the wilderness, he had taught me to love his people first and to love him and to pour out his love that he's poured into me, to those around me. He's taught me to connect, that I'm a connector, and that my my goal when leading worship is to invite the people in, invite them into the promise, invite them into the love, and to direct their gaze to him. I learned all that stuff, guys, and I don't know how, it doesn't make sense, but through sitting in circles by the river in the middle of nowhere, East Tennessee, with eight girls, eight guys, and a dude counselor, and we're just teaching them about Jesus, what little we knew as 20-year-olds, you know, as 19, 20, mid-20s, all those years. I learned leadership stuff through training people and staff and heading up a program in a a department at that camp and um, working with parents and working with uh, uh, adults that we would, they would bring in these, um, these corporate groups that wanted to do group activities, you know, like team building and stuff. And I would, all these like big old corporations coming in and I'm leading them in these, these connecting activities where they connect with each other and they learn to work together. And, and then I got to talk about God with them too. Um, there was just so much in these hidden places and, and these seasons where it didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like that God was teaching me things, but God was also in those times, he was still fulfilling this like longing in me. You know what? It's funny because when we look back, we can always see everything so much more clear, clearly. But I realize now that I really have a longing 
for that connection. Like I miss that a lot because when we travel, you know, it's like, here we go on this weekend. Like we're going out this weekend to Colorado and we're going to minister this weekend. And then there's another weekend, there's another weekend. And then there's, there's some dead space, which is good for songwriting and everything else. But I, I just miss that 24 seven, like around people all the time. And I tell David, sometimes I have these dreams now for the future. And, um, since this is a podcast and we're just kind of hanging out together, I, I just have these dreams for uh, retreat centers and camps and I, I like community building and, um, ministering to ministers. Like I, I want to lead the leaders. Like I, I want to help them, you know, and I don't know what God is doing in me, but I know that there's a promise that he's put in me and I don't want to birth the Ishmael. I don't want to take shortcuts. I want to birth the promise, you know? And, um, so what can you do in the seasons where, you know, you, you don't, you don't have a clear direction? Well, I've talked about this so many times. Look in your hands, ask God, what's the tools that you place in my hands and what can I do right now? Or what are you doing around me right here and right now? Because friend, he's doing something in you right here and right now. There are people in your life that you can minister to. There are people in your life that are going to minister to you. They're going to call out the good things in you and that are going to change your life. And and God is always with you. Like his spirit is always with you. When Jesus went into the wilderness, he went in filled with the spirit and he stayed there, tested and tried, and he came out in power. He came out with authority. And that is what he does for us in the wilderness seasons. We come out in power. We come out with authority and we come out with something to say, you know, and I just believe that God is so good and I've learned that he is always good. And so in the wilderness season, God is so good. And I just want to encourage you just to, to praise him in the middle of your wilderness season. So we just need to understand that there's a plan in the pain and there's a plan in the wilderness to be aware of shortcuts You know, listen to the Holy Spirit when he gives you that gut check, you know, and he's like, um, no, (laughs) hard stop. You need to be going this way. You know, you know, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. You know that voice. Beware of the shortcuts. You don't want to give birth to the Ishmaels. You want to give birth to the promise and also hold on to the promise that God is the promise keeper and he is the promise fulfiller. And one thing that I will, um, end on, and this is very much like my season right now, I have this um, full-length mirror to look at all my outfits in. And at the top of it, in this mirror marker, I wrote, um, the delay isn't denial, that there's strengthening in the waiting. And I just want to tell you that right now, if you're waiting on a promise, the delay of your promise is not denial. If God has planted something in you, just because you're waiting on it doesn't mean he's denying it. You know, it's not denial that it will come to pass. He has spoken that over you. You can trust the Father's voice. You can also trust the Father's heart because it's always so good and so full of love for you. Um, And just know that while you're waiting, you are being strengthened. You are being strengthened and changed and you're being refined and you're being remade. You're being made more like Jesus. And there's just, it's never going to be for your harm. It's going to be for your good always. Like Jeremiah 29, 11. His plans are for us to prosper. It's for our good. It's for hope, not to harm you, not to hurt you. He is so good. So if you're in the wilderness season, continue on. Look for those things, those lessons he's teaching you. Look for his presence. Listen for his voice. He is speaking to you. Remember to discern. Don't take shortcuts. And to humble yourself. And do not live in disobedience. Do not call your wilderness season 
call it a wilderness season when you're living in disobedience. You need to recognize that. And you will come out with peace. You will come out with strength and you will come out in authority. So let me pray for you. Lord, thank you so much that you are a good and loving father, that you are the good shepherd and that you lead us beside still waters, that you bring us to green pastures to lay down in, lay down in and have rest, Lord, that you fill our souls, that you fill our cups, that they, they will overflow, Lord, that you teach us things, that you change us, that you care so much about us, that you would lead us into to times when we are in a secret place with you, just so that we can just hear your voice, just so that you can silence all the distractions around us so that we can hear your voice, Lord, because you love us that much. Lord, I thank you so much for the promises that are on each person's heart, Lord, and that you've planted in their lives. I thank you for the gifts and the tools that you've given each person who's listening to me. I thank you that um, you have purpose for them. I thank you that you have created them uniquely and beautifully, and that you have a plan and a purpose for their life, Lord. I thank you that, um, that you fill them with life so that when they speak, they speak life, that, they're, that you renew them, Lord, and that those around them are renewed, that you set them free so that those around them are set free, Lord. I thank you that you use us as vessels, God, and that um, you do great works in us and through us, and that we can just surrender our lives to your authority, Lord. And even now, um, in that heart posture, Lord, we just posture our hearts and surrender. And we open up our hands to you, Lord, and we worship you even now, because you are so great and you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords and we love you so much and we trust you and so we open up our hands to you and we surrender in this season whatever season we're in and we know that you are good God and I pray that each person feels your peace wrap around them in Jesus name that they feel your hand resting gently on their shoulder reminding them that you are there and that they are never alone in Jesus name I pray amen Amen. Thank you so much for hanging out again. Every time I do a podcast, it gets a couple minutes longer. I'm going to try not to like make these too long so that we can, uh, I don't lose you guys in the process, but, um, thank you for listening. I love hearing your feedback. Give me, give me any comments or anything that you want. And if you want to pray for us this weekend, we are going out to minister to a women's leadership retreat in Colorado this weekend. Um, so if you hear this today or tomorrow, we're flying out tomorrow, Friday, um, Pray for us as we minister. Pray that I don't get, you know, altitude sickness going from Nashville to Colorado um, and singing. Actually flying and singing on the same day. So just an endurance prayer would be very welcomed. Um, And I'll keep you guys posted on all of that. And if you want to follow along, I'll be sharing stuff on my social medias. It's just Jenna Grace May on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'm really easy to find. You can just type my name into Google, Jenna Grace May. You'll find everything you need. Um, Thank you guys again. I love you. And I will be talking to you soon.